welcome to this week's episode of Sister Night, the Watchmen podcast. Hey, hey, hey. We've washed the clown makeup off. We are exfoliated <laughs> and we are shining. We are fully exfoliated. We're beaming, actually. It's the best <laughs> our skin has ever looked while watching this show, to be quite frank. I am just excited to be right. I'm excited to not be all the way wrong. I'm with you, yeah, because last <laughs> week was a rough week. Um, as you guys <laughs> have heard probably by this time, um, we made some predictions that ended up not being the thing. Some. Just understatement. A few. Like our whole debate like about five, who, seven, eight, who's, nine, the, who's the game master. It's someone else. And surely by the time we get through this episode and get to the previews for next week, they like double, triple, quadruple confirm that, hey, Candace, you were so wrong about that being another person just because he was in the distance and Tom Meissen's face can look really different with a shadow on it. It's okay to be wrong, Candace. It is. It's okay, especially because this week I'm not. This week, yes. I'm in the right. You too. We called a lot of this very early a on. Whole lot and of then it. we kind of backtracked. And then for as a lot it was like going, we were saying stuff. And then like two minutes later, we were right about it. Yeah, we were jumping up saying, we, we called this episode one. We only got like two tweets out of those amazing predictions, but you guys can check those receipts for yourself yes. <laughs> to see we were totes. On the same page as Lindelof, apparently, this episode. Like we said, if you make enough hot takes, something right. something's gonna stick. Throw and that's exactly wall. what happened. So how do we open up this damn episode? With drama. Isn't that always the case on Watchmen? Truly. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this is a comedy. <laughs> well, I mean, depends on the perspective like you're looking Lori's at. Speaking. It with. It's always a comedy for Lori because maybe if she took things seriously, she wouldn't end up with just like Sister Knight. All episode, mostly in a cell, catatonic. And not blink, blinking. Blink! Dry well, she blinked eyes. twice. Where was the clear eyes? But we'll get there. We'll get there. I just feel like she's a cop. Yeah, she's arrested, but she doesn't need those dry eyes. We said that Lady True gave her LASIK while she was out just to help her out. <laughs> Altering That's because Lady True is a real one. She got Angela out the precinct. And it's not, it wasn't a hospital bed. It wasn't someplace like normal where you would put someone who's maybe in danger. It was her, her crib where men can't go. Yeah, luxurious house. Mm -hmm. The Vietnam based. On a chase. Chase lounge. She was like, oh, hey, Angela. (laughs) She was just chilling on her couch. Oh, you're awake. Nothing bothers Lady True. She could have died, but okay. (laughs) Nothing bothers, nothing bothers Lady True. I'm convinced. All right. So it does open with drama because we, literal drama. As in a scene from the Minute Men show, the hot show in this reality that everyone watches because there's only one show on TV. As far as we know, that's all we've seen is the Minute Men. And uh, we got Hooded Justice being interrogated by some coppers who are being dicks. And they're asking about why he wears a noose and stuff. And then he has to take off his mask and be revealed. Yeah, they're pretty rude. They make a lot of insinuations before they tell him take off that damn mask. And they say he's got a film, very a sex hom- film. Very homophobic. Very homophobic. And why have you watched the sex tape? How many times did you watch it, officer? <laughs> Come clean. But they, uh, whatever the detective was, the only one, he's the, all he ever had to say was sex. Sexy sex things. things. Sex, sex things. things. Sex things. Two words. That's all he had. Uh, so he's definitely in the SAG union. <laughs> was paid to give those two words. This is a speaking he was, role. Cause those, that's he a, was those are delivered lines. Yes, that's you are correct. That's a great job to have. No lines to memorize, say two things. I'm sure he had a very chill day on set. And they also reveal that motherfucking Hoover is being blackmailed or attempted blackmail. Yes. Because he has a sex tape of his own with, at the time, we're not sure who the sex tape is with. But they're like, yeah, he got a sex tape too. But, you know, we have to cut all this out because Hoover's definitely, definitely, definitely not gay. 
totally not. It just looks like him. It's a doppelganger. It just really, really looks like him. And it's our job to make sure this propaganda does not find its way into public society. If you're not from the U.S. or not familiar with history, F- Jagger Hoover was the FBI lead. He was really the- fucking gay. He was. He was gay. There's gossip. Yes. <laughs> there's, there's a lot. So there's gossip. A, he was gay. He had this, I think, assistant that he was seen with a lot. Yes. There are also rumors he was asexual. And fun fact that's awful. He was not a good guy at all. No. Very bad Shitty. guy. Shitty human. Hoover kept a collection of pornography from actors, anyone he was trying to control, and he would use it as blackmail. Yes, So this of was course. very real. Very real thing. he has the pornography film, and he's using it to blackmail him into revealing himself. Mm-hmm. And again, like you said. This was something people were doing, yeah. Yeah, this, um, is, this happened. This time. It happened in yeah. real life. And Hoover is a real life dick. And I'll say a real life queer because <laughs> a little too much energy he had for <laughs> certain things that, you know, when things aren't on your mind all the time, you just have less energy than what Hoover displayed. So just when we think the dude, I mean, he takes his mask off and we were like, yo, what are you doing? Mask Put it back off. on. We need future to play. We can't do that. <laughs> we can't we do that. Sued. Yeah, Imagine they'll be like, take down this episode. playing right now. Oh my gosh. And But he doesn't just take it off and just chill. He takes it off and kicks some ass. Bodies, everyone. Kills them. Yeah, that, that head smash he did, I feel like I saw a tooth shake loose. Definitely I saw like blood. I felt that. Definitely saw the blood effects. And just when you think he was being forced out the closet, he forced someone else into the afterlife is what actually <laughs> happened. And I think as we end that scene, the last line we hear is like, Nelson Garner's cheating on me with Hoover of all people. <laughs> Like, it's the line from the show, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Okay. It's also funny because no one knows what happened because they were obviously killed. Right. So this is a dramatization of what, of they, what they suspect happened. happened. And right, right. thinking his relationship with Hoover. And it's great because by the time we end this episode, we have the full scoop on who Hooded Justice is and the whole thing. And... The whole story Another is allegory wrong. for media and stories and that like something starts somewhere and then someone else gets a hold of it and then it becomes this whole other thing that barely is recognizable from what it originally was. Yeah, very sensationalized. Yeah. And so we are, what is it, the precinct? Yeah, we go to the precinct right after this. Yeah. Right. It's Angela. It just As came back to me. It's Angela. On her tripping hard. Tripping hard. And Lori's like, oh my God, Angela. Angela. And it's like, Lori, this is your fault. Had you thought through what you just did, which was arrest her right now. You saw she had the pills still in her hand. Why would you do that? I feel like I expect better from you, Lori. I expect a little more covert operation. But given how she stepped out on Looking Glass in the previous episode, she don't give a goddamn. Like, she is phoning it in. Yeah, she's just listening to that investigation. cactus and just bar- like Just barging out. in. Like, I don't have time. I'm trying to get her. back to. <laughs> oh, she took the pills? What? What if she was in the bathroom and something went off? Would she just like run out? She would. I just don't know how she professes to be surprised Angela took the pills. You gave her only one choice and that was Yeah, to why take wouldn't the you pills. separate her? Lori, we expect better. Bad deal. But she does give us the, the scoop on the pills and what's going on with them. And she confirms that, well, Lady True and her technology is to blame, to thank, to, I don't know. But she also uh, explains how it was made and said that it was originally basically made for old people with dementia. And ships were put in their brains to harvest memories. And well, like things will happen, people got addicted. And so it eventually was banned by the FDA, made illegal. But you know, it's Lady True. So if somebody has these pills, it has to be with her blessing or turning a blind eye. I feel like that's what Lori was ultimately getting to. She could do anything. She can make babies. She can implant memories in people's head. She has great health care. Yes, Lady True is an enigma who can do whatever she wants. And an icon. 
An icon. A trillionaire. With curly bangs. An actual trillionaire. Lady Spock. My favorite. <laughs> and so Lori's there trying to get through to her. She's like, look, this is going to be really bad. Just really bad. Like, basically, you could die. This is a fatal amount of things. You're going to go into coma. You're never going to wake up. And it's horrible. So can you sign this paper, please? So we can pump your stomach. And of course, Andrew's like, hey. Man. Nope, I'm morphing to... 1935 or whatever the hell she was not paying attention to Lori. I'm surprised Lori didn't barge in and say, hey, please sign this. It was just weird how she was outside of the jail cell the whole time. I'd like to hope that somebody in that fucking precinct gave a damn about Angela. Like, we heard one guy off in the back be like, hey, she needs help. Take it to the hospital. And (laughs) the other ones are watching the TV program at work. They were watching the light gay porn, you know, like Cinemax, what comes on On HBO. On the work network. (laughs) Hey, hey. You know, these cops are either out there busting heads. Tax dollars at work. Or watching TV, I guess, <laughs> in the precinct. <laughs> and so Angela completely is lost to the memories at this point. And the episode kind of officially gets a its start because this is much like last episode was Looking Glass. This is Will. We've been curious about Will. What's going on with your life? What are you up to? What did you do for all these years now that you're over 100? And we finally find out his history. And just last episode, we found out he was a cop. And now we see that reality of him being a cop, which fuck shit. Pretty bad. Fuck shit. Yeah. In 1938. Yeah. Probably like how it is right now, actually. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Also the second black cop on the force. I mean, we'll get to that scene because I feel like that cop was like, boy, don't look up to me. I'm trapped here. I'm sorry. I'm Why sorry. Are you here? That's what he said. He's like, I'm sorry. He's like, I joined because of you, Lieutenant. He's like, oh, uh, uh, well, skirt. <laughs> keep an eye out for the Cyclops, ho, because you might not last long. Bye. Me too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> they got it out for me. Yeah, I hope he's okay. We Us don't both. see him again. I don't think we will <laughs> ever again either. <laughs> A lot of characters just disappear. But yeah, he's graduating from Police Academy in this congrats. fucking scene. And well, everyone else gets a congrats. Congrats, son. Do us proud. Be safe out there. I, mean, I knew it's it just would for happen. white boys. Yeah, it was just for white boys. Skip them. And the black guy walked Don't out. even say congrats. Don't even say fuck you. They're just like, <laughs> next one. And so that's when he gets the lone black police officer to say to him, he's like, well, son, <laughs> guess I have the pleasure. He's like, I joined because of you. And he's like, well, that was a mistake. <laughs> so uh, best of luck to you. Sorry. Sorry that you're here. I wish I wasn't here. In fact, I, I tried to quit, but they won't let me because I'm the only black. And so it's, I, it's I need this to be PR. here. <laughs> this is PR. This is what this is. And after the beware to Cyclops warning, we cut to dinner with June, who we do learn eventually. We weren't sure at first, but we do learn that June is the baby. We finally get to find out who is the baby in the grass that Will picked up after they escaped Tulsa on that horrible night. Yeah, she looked extremely young. And I think you said they looked like eight years separate from eight, each other. Yeah, about, I would say seven, eight years, given the kid's age. Will's age at the time. And she's a bit um, flirty, a bit saucy in the scene. Well, yeah, we stand her. She... Has multiple dragons. She only gets better she all throughout the episode. People. She really, she drags him. She drags everybody. And she says, I'm like, oh, well, she, I guess, was there to see the graduation. And he thinks it was all about him. And she was like, actually, it's just about the fact that, you know, it was in a paper. Negro cadet is graduating. Big deal. Big deal. It's not really about you. It's about the narrative. And he was like, oh. She works for the Amsterdam paper. Right. <laughs> exactly. She's like, this is work. This is work. This isn't flattery. I'm getting paid for this. Right. But he basically is like, oh, I know what you're thinking, though. Like, you think this is stupid. You think I'm working with the enemy. You think that this is probably just a bad idea and you're worried. And she's like, no, I, I mean, maybe that. But also, really, you're angry. You you're got unstable. shit. Yeah, you, you got you, shit you got to work through. And I don't feel like this is a choice. therapy. I feel like that's a good first step. 
Um, Were they even doing therapy back then? Yeah, mental health. No, mental in health. Thirty eight was non-existent. There were still asylums. Even PTSD. Francis Farmer. Yeah. There were still asylums. They were still yeah, throwing right. women into yep. the shits for like, not- oh, are you disagreeing with your husband? Send her to the nunnery or the <laughs> asylum. It's over for her. She's useless to society. <laughs> Must get rid of her. Just uh, it's horrible. Just horrible medicine. I don't think medicine got decent until like 1965. And that's, 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 that's hardly saying something because we still have stuff like... Well, it's like, progress. You need time to... Slow as fuck. Like a locomotive. Yes. Running in reverse. But, but progress. progress nonetheless. He tries to deny the fact that he's angry. Like, I got a good life. I like my life. Everything's cool. Everything's great. Everything's fine. Everything's actually perfect. And she's like, okay, but you saw a bunch of people get murdered right in front of you. So I think actually you should probably deal with this. And your parents were, were they killed in front of him? No, he was leaving. No, but just but others. Knows, others, yeah. yeah. He saw other Being people shot get back. shot. Yeah. That's traumatizing. People on fire. And he actually has the nerve to say, I don't want to live in the past. And President Me was like, but Will, that bottle of pills, that, that's a whole lot of past, motherfucker. Like, that's your whole life in that bottle. How often are you taking Lady <laughs> Two's pills? mixed messages here. Really mixed messages. And what is it? After that, he is outside um, Young Will on the beat. And he passes a street vendor. He's very friendly. Someone, at least someone. The is. one friendly person. He's the only person show. without melanin in this whole episode that is not a total dick. We to also Will. want him to come back. Pyra Jenny and him should have. Where the fuck is Pyra Jenny? <laughs> we want anyone. You anyone? Want Pyra Jenny, nineteen thirty-eight. People, you want to write in and tell us where you think Pyra Jenny is? Does Lori <laughs> have her locked up too? Like, what the fuck? Damn, Damn. Pyra Jenny. The Looking Glass snitch on another bitch. I mean, what is going on? <laughs> the whole department's in shambles. Ah. Oh. After he says a couple words, this vendor dude, he sees a suspect white guy across the street, just light up a Molotov and be like, boop, into your little delicatessen. Boop, this is what I do. It's broad. I guess it wasn't daylight, but just broad out here outside and I'm starting a fire. Yeah, throwing it into a Jewish delicatessen when you're leading up to World War II. Awful, well, he had that, he had that energy that was like global at the time of yeah. like, bigotries. And he just catches sachets away into the He's like, sachet away. And Will is like, hey, you, I'm a police officer. It's like, about justice. You, I mean, what are you going to do? And we see that Will can't really do anything, unfortunately. He, he, he tries to be like, I'm going to arrest you, sir. And he's like, uh-huh, yeah, sure. Um, let's see how that goes. Do you know who I am? He will learn that, okay, we do shitty hand symbols, but I guess white supremacy, like, honestly, these racist white motherfuckers really need creativity and ingenuity but i guess that's part of the bag of being a bigot you're denied <laughs> creative ingenuity and stuff because what is that symbol I and mean, we were laughing we said ours is gonna be the twerk yeah in response to these whites like but where are the cyclops <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> what <laughs> oh my god full megan the stallion drop Loses. me twerk yeah we were like our pledge allegiance to megan the stallion <laughs> pop pop <laughs> for vibranium knees in the grocery store pop <laughs> every time you see a black person pop pop like that's how we say hello but yeah he gets the guy taken from him by this cop who we see who gives this fucking symbol and the dude behind the desk is just like oh okay and we're like immediately we saw that and we were like that looks like the thing white dudes do now when they're being super annoying which you can't make sense it's of like it a YouTube and it's like this, this fucking symbol away. like what is this gang sign gang sign of losers I'm sorry, y'all. I'm going every time is we, it, it's I'm not reminded better of than it, our twerk. No one can. It's better, better than, than nothing. Than it's better than nothing. <laughs> and so we haven't checked that. I'm sure we'll have the answer later in terms of is Lindelof using like 
this hand gesture yeah, that we day. know is current day yeah. because I don't know of any reference um, for that hand gesture being used really like research. as like a call sign. You know what I'm saying? In the 30s, like, oh, hey, Roger, Roger that racist. Oh, hey, Roger racist. Like, I didn't know white people were doing that. So if they were, I'm glad I missed it. Yeah. Um, it was just so open. It doesn't, it doesn't. You don't need to, you're talking about that. You don't need a sign in 1938 to be racist. It's just like it's the default. default. <laughs> we, that's what we're saying. It's default. Like who needs to identify themselves as a racist when it's the 30s? Like you wouldn't lose your what? job. Now there's a lot of danger for your personal life and professional life if you're outed as a racist. But 1938. Well, depending on the location. Yes. Because if you're in one of these red states, you might make it out alive. I'm just saying don't, go, even, don't go to the but hood. But if someone find you on twitter and just like messaging your boss oh black yeah. people will ruin your life on black yes. twitter black, black twitter, twitter is dangerous get your email, diabolical your address they will dox your you your work history get you fired your family destroy yeah. any chances you have at any future relationships please don't dox people we're not encouraging that but these things do happen but that's what people do i know and they then, do i mean doxing isn't good but also if you're a raging racist i have to say my empathy is on hold it's in the queue for someone else <laughs> if that happens to you it's like well don't be a bigot i don't know <laughs> karma learning opportunity so these annoying racist people make their debut and unfortunately they are around the entire episode and we got angry multiple several times. times just annoying imagine being the actors if you're generally not racist and you're wearing kkk outfits you're saying all these off the wall things no selfies that day yeah, I usually tell your friends, I'm on set of The Watchmen. My life is so cool. Oh, hey, Jerry, you didn't send any pictures. There's no pictures today. <laughs> I was sick. There's no pictures. I was, I was out. <clears throat> I'm just doing ADR. I'm me. just doing ADR voiceover. <laughs> I'm not I'm not actually shooting. They see Jared today. my face on top of someone else. That's not me, guys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio during Django Unchained, where he was mm. like, um, you know, I really don't mean these things. Like, you okay? And they're just like... Just go act, Leo. I'm sure Sam Jackson was like, shut the fuck up and do your damn lines. Mother, you ain't give a fuck what you think, man. I mean, that's <laughs> what I imagine for Sam Jackson. He's like, but I don't care what you say. I'm Read here to lines. get my, my check. I'm here to get paid ching, ching. and say my lines. Excuse me. Um, but yes. And then eventually Will is back outside and he bumps into this guy who's like, oh, hey, hey. Reminder, racism is a real thing and it's everywhere because he's out of jail. He was never in jail. In fact, he was never booked. He bumps into him, just a yeah, shoulder just, check. Just like, oh, he, he was going to the bodega. Well, that's not true because he hates people who aren't white. So he was going to the... I think he was just walking around. Diner. That's all I have. <laughs> all I have. Someplace not owned by... Venue. Yeah. Not, not the Jewish delicatessen, that's for sure. That he bombed. Oh, we did forget to mention that Will does ask about that symbol from the dude behind the desk. And he's like, that's your death if you ask about that. So just mind your business and get out of here. And he looks horrified when the policemen come out. Right. You can tell he's a little bitch. Like, he's probably not hanging people not or doing horrible things, but he's also yeah. not stopping anything. Silence. He's just watching. Yeah, silence is an action of quiet, like, silence. An action support. is action. Yeah, yeah you're supporting yeah, this. Exactly. Hard. I think after that, we see Will walking. He seems mad. I thought he looked a little drunk, possibly, just sort of, like, trying to deal with his life. And then those cops come up on oh, him. Oh, I didn't notice that. Maybe. I mean, he may not have been. He just seemed like he was, I mean, because he was in his plain clothes. So mm -hmm. I thought maybe plausibly he'd come from a bar or something. He was just trying to think about his life because that was a shitty day to, oh, I'm here for justice and truth. And then the first guy you collar is just let go when he blatantly threw. And there were witnesses. Remember he told that guy Oh, the blue wall is just for white dudes, clearly. Call the fire department. The blue wall is for white men. Because I was like, well, what about the cops protecting each other? I thought the cops, that's what, the, that's what y'all did, no matter what. Nope, not if you're black. Not in these times, so... He has these guys sort of roll up to him in the car and they invite him to like get a beer 
or hang out. Yeah, obviously a bad idea. Right. We were like, no, don't do that. That's probably bad. And he smartly is like, no, thank you. No, thank you. I'm glad there are no bad decisions in the show. Well, there are bad decisions, but people but not by aren't will, generally. so dumb to get into cars. People that obviously don't like you. Right. Like, don't walk do that, into like, the beating. Oh, yeah, let let the beating in. come to you. Like, that's what happened later. The beating came to him. Like, he didn't walk to the beating. He didn't volunteer his body for the beating. He was like, no, I'm going to try to get away. And they're like, you're not going to get away. And that happened. But at least we didn't have to watch him pull a looking glass. And just hand oh, himself over to the motherfucking enemy. We don't speak of him. We don't know him. We don't know her. He's gone. <laughs> over. <Finished>. Over. <laughs> oh, alone, Last done season. <laughs> so unfortunately, after he gets cornered, they beat the shit out of him like a bunch of bastards. And basically say to mind and his business. And it gets business. worse. Yeah. And he goes home with the noose around his neck. And I had a weird flash to that whole Jesse Smollett shit, especially because they were like, oh it's faux. Oh, my God. Yes. Because <laughs> he was walking around with the freaking noose. And everyone's like, that's not a noose. You made that noose. It's your noose. Who the fuck knows what happened there? But this is He's what happened. He's suing Chicago now. You hear about that? I, d- I don't even know what to say it's about ridiculous. the whole Smollett situation. It's planned that so badly. Who was doing? There's here's the thing is that like out negative. If he planned it, weather. it's like wow. Stick to acting, my friend, yes. because strategy. All right, got canceled. For- <laughs> no, everyone's unemployed. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. I guess uh, Nicole has smoke for Jesse and his <laughs> poor, poor decision management. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of, strangely enough. And of course, June sees it. And she's like, oh, my God, as anyone would see, because she can imagine what happened. You were attacked more than likely by your coworkers. They tried to hang you and you're not dead. But I'm horrified because it's your face. You're bloody and you're traumatized and there's ligature marks around your neck. So I'm not OK. Also, we now know why he tries to hug, hang Judd at that similar tree yeah yeah because he, he been petty almost for went through that 70 years experience. yeah this whole 70 years he's been just petty and bitter with right just building on top of each other and i'm not mad at that especially because when they have the tree judd is like i'm trying to help you people see he's you lucky people. he didn't get murked right at you people do not call right black you, people. People, you people don't do that there will be issues. don't do that <laughs> please don't, don't call do any not. marginalized yeah, no group you, you people, people. Unless you're talking to your own folk, don't say you people. Why don't you say you? That's or, our advice for the episode. Yes, we're, we've given so many great So many great things. Tidbits. I know. Oh, and of course, before he actually gets home to see June, he beats the shit out of some white people who were trying to beat the shit out of other white people, like rob them, them, assault them. them. Yeah, because <laughs> the newspaper said they were afraid Murder they'd fun. be murdered. Right. Yeah. Well, vagrants, you know how they do. But he saves some people and gets his anger out on the bodies of those men he attacks and then goes home and tells he's June now that a he's hero. angry. Right. And after he gets home, he's like, well, okay, I'm angry. Okay, you got me. <laughs> you got me, babe. I'm angry. It's true. They just beat the shit out of me and now I have anger that I need to deal with. And we realize at this point that like, Will is hooded justice. Like we were speculating, we were guessing. We pretty much thought that was the case. And after this scene, we're like, this is what it is. Yeah, if you jump back to thing episode two, we mention our hot take that is correct this right. episode. It is so correct. we have one correct hot take this episode so far. Yes. Because was it the next morning or maybe a couple days later, June is reading a paper and there's a story about what he did. And it's like, okay, hooded justice is born officially. And she's encouraging him at the beginning. 
at the beginning. Keep doing this. Before 10 years passed. And surely we get we get a June because we saw the time thing, the little montage they did. That child was a little baby and then it was not. The child was standing, putting makeup on its face. So that that looked like a 10 year old boy. And yeah. so she that's her putting in her time. She put in a good 20 years with that motherfucker. Where she was like, OK, bro, <laughs> clearly therapy is not something you're ever going to try. So I'm going to go because I can't deal with this. Yeah. That, the ending was that was rough. Yeah, it was rough. Informational. And she actually asked a really great question of him when she's asking about the situation. And she's like, yeah, I get why they put the hood on you. Because she's like, what's up with the hood? And he's like, oh, they they put it on me. She's like, no, no, I get why they put it on you. But why did you put it back on? Like, it was off, but why did you put it back on? And we don't get an answer to that shit. Like, it's left there to hang in the air for Will to marinate and us to marinate on. Do you think it has something to do with what she says later? Like, you wanted to hide underneath this thing? I think it's because no one would take him seriously if, he was the black crime fighter. Or he would just end up dead. Like he That's would probably true, try yeah. to save a white person. They'd be like, oh, look at you, Negro. And kill him right after they were saved. Yeah, That's I mean, these I things have happened in history. So it's, <laughs> these it's, it's have happened. Yeah. This has happened. The most unrealistic thing is the story about Bass Reeves with a whole town of white people. You know, just like, oh, yay. Thank you so you much. You did it. Kill the white guy, not yourself. And I'm just like, where in history was that ever? <laughs> like, where was that? It was more like what we saw with this cop that was like, oh, a, a criminal that is white. That's not a criminal. <laughs> Let him go. That's our leader. <laughs> That's our fearless leader. Doesn't she actually remind him of that fact when they're talking about this? She reminds him that, hey, that film you were talking about, because she asked him, hey, what was that movie that you love to watch all the time? And I believe it was called Trust in the Law about Bass Reeves. Yes. And there's a very interesting quote where Bass Reeves is talking to the group of people and they request that he hang the sheriff and he says mob justice does not what was it he discusses mob justice and if you participate in that people will not t- trust the law anymore right. and you see him at the end participate in, the, in, mob, in mob justice, justice. kill like 10 right. people yeah then he hangs judd so he's the complete opposite of who he modeled himself after as ambassador Bass reeves. reeves or the policeman at the beginning and he that anger is just so powerful within him that he not becomes evil, would, but becomes yeah. not what he wanted to be. I would agree. And dark. I would even say that it's impossible in a certain kind of way to be a Bass Reeves. That if Bass Reeves is real, then Bass Reeves is an enigma. Because how can you bring just actions to an unjust society or an unjust law? How can you serve justice when the laws itself are unjust? It's, a, it's an oxymoronic conundrum. It cannot exist. And so it's like he didn't get it. June got it. Other black people not on the police force got it, <laughs> but not the lieutenant who was like, I get it now and I regret my decision, but I'm stuck. I'm stuck. They have me kidnapped. Please save me. That's why I feel like he was saving. He was like, if <laughs> I could leave, if I could get out of the force, I fucking would. And so, I mean, we've been talking about all the parallels too to like reality in life and race relations in this country. And I mean, how is this any different from reality, from what it is that you constantly have black people put into these positions of... I'll say institutions of stuff that is in the country, in this institution of thing and uphold this institution because this is what is right and moral. But the institution itself is not right and moral. And it is infected with with bigotries and nonsense. And it's like, how do you quantify the two? Try to change it from the inside out like an Obama or just say, fuck the system. Like or work um, outside of the system. Rage against the machine and say, burn it all down. Now, me personally, I'm a rage against the machine type of person, but sometimes you need Obama. Sometimes. Yeah. Not this episode, though. We do not get an Obama out of Will. Will, no, very far from in the it. first 15 minutes, is like, fuck the system. Unless Obama is a superhero <laughs> in his off time, which would be a development. He might be. Obama. He might be. Let us know. 
No, don't, don't, don't tell us. Don't tell us. Don't tell us, Obama. Just let me dream. Let me dream. But also how trying to pull Basri's values is demanding perfection. Right. As in you just have such great values that you never make a bad decision. Mm -hmm. And humans are fallible creatures. Yeah, that's not well. That's not anyone where this episode. (laughs) Yeah. Feelings are very strong. People do things that they think are the best, even though it's a total compromise of their values. Right. Oh, I also want to mention the song that was playing during the fight scene when he's beating up those people. It was a song by the Ink Spots, which if you guys aren't aware, there was a lot of vintage black music featured in this episode. And I say black music because actually, if you're not aware, the category of R&B, it was called the black category. They literally were like, the blacks are in this category. This is black music. That was the actual name, the black category? Oh yeah, you can Google that shit. There are, I want to say... I feel like I have memories of Prince accepting an award for the black category. So I'm not sure when it changed. This is kind of recent. But I kind of want to Google it. Recent enough. But when you think about, um, I don't know if you saw that meme that went popular a couple days ago, but it was like. The Julia Andrews one? Julia Andrews? I know. It was, uh, it seemed like it was people posting pictures of themselves when they were children and then now. Oh, the 10 year. And there was, uh, right. And there was someone who had a picture on the lap of Rosa Parks. And they were like, oh, you just going to flex? But a Rosa picture? The Rosa Parks? Yes, the. How cool. And so that was part of what people were talking about was the fact that if here's a person who's a young person and he's got this picture on Rosa's lap, let that put into perspective how long ago was really the civil rights movement, actually. Not very long. People are alive yeah, still my grandparents who dealt with it. it. Kind of like the Holocaust. Like, I don't know how many. I'm sure there's far less people left. and They would be yeah, very n- elderly. Not a lot. But still, that's kind of the thing is that and I'm sure that's what worries Jewish communities as they see bigots turning up. They're like, damn, we we just we barely got past the Holocaust, bitch. <laughs> Y'all trying to turn up again. Yeah, what turn the down, fuck? turn, turn down. down all the way down. So all those different genres with different artists were just put together under one umbrella because everyone was black. Yes. Insane. <laughs> yes. Here we go. Now, this is the American Music Awards saying the same shit for favorite black single. Oh, same, eh? I thought it was the Grammys. Okay. All of the categories were fucked. Right, because of how the charts actually worked. I see. Okay. And now, let's see what record will make it as favorite black single. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Wait, wait. Let me play it back one time for the mic. Let me play it back for the mic. And the way the woman said it, so, so. uh, Favorite black. Oh, yes. What record will make it his favorite black single? <laughs> oh my god! I'm just saying, people were turning up in the worst way That's in a decades past. Be made, but yeah, a little piece of history I'm pointing out, yeah, especially because we're in this today. time. So after Will gets his reparations and violence, bam, he's like, I'm gonna be the hood of justice and get more reparations with violence. Although he's also gonna get used, which hey, in more hey, ways than we'll one. get there. We'll get- we will. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. We have a lot to talk about when that comes out. I I have a lot. I thought. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. After this song that plays by the Ink Spots and he has this um, this fight. Isn't that where he finds the book? Mesmerism initially in the back room. Yeah. In the back room, he finds the mesmerism for the masses. Oh, then he hops out of the window. Yeah. Right, right, right. And he ends up in that store when he's fighting that last dude. And you would think that a normal person would be like, look at that hooded bigot. Look at the hooded person doing justice to the bigot. Let me shoot the hooded person doing justice because that makes sense. And that's what happens to him. (laughs) (laughs) And I actually love this um, 
I'm sure HBO maxed out their budget for this episode with that scene with he jumps through the window and then he's just like frozen in time. And I thought it was a brilliant way to illustrate Angela getting jabbed with that adrenaline pen because she just is stopped mid-memory. They're like, pause. Lori walks in. In frame. I, Lori was probably there, but she suddenly is in her eyeballs and she's like, Angela, Angela, I've been screaming Wake your name now. for five minutes. Blink Angela, please. Blink if you can hear me. And she just blinked blink twice. <laughs> she's like, bitch, not twice. Just the, the one time is all I can manage. She makes some joke. I forget what she says, but she's oh, never she does. serious. She does. First, she's like, okay, girl, you're still in the precinct. Okay. You're really fucked up. You're not moving at all, but your eyes are fucking open. And you know what, bitch? That's creepy. I just want to tell you, it's creepy. Never it's creepy. She could be dying right now. And she's like, I don't care, but I need you to know that you're creeping me out. So if you could just at least close one of those eyes. No? No? Okay. And she eventually is like, if you can hear me blink. And we get a slow ass blink from Angela. And then she's like, well, Cal is here. And no, I did not tell him what I want to do to him. But he's here to help you remember who you are. And Cal does not know basic facts about Angela. He's reading a paper. He, uh, Angela, you have a, uh, what is Can you note how many times he looked down at the paper? three kids. Uh, you're from, uh, Vietnam. We met there. I think. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, he looked down six times. He's married to this woman. Doesn't know these basic facts. Cal. Why couldn't you memorize? It was like he was reading a hostage letter. Oh, <laughs> uh, hell! What the heck? Your name is Angela. Yeah. You live at two sixty four Riverside Street. You have three children. <laughs> You're married to me, Calvin. Like <laughs> somebody figure him the fuck out. What is going on? Yeah, I don't know what that's about. And she just drifts the fuck back. She's like, I don't have time. Get for this. out! I'm a, on my memory <laughs> journey. I'm going back to my nostalgia trip. Although she does shed a Denzel tear, and that's probably because she's annoyed <laughs> at his slow reading and the fact that he has to look down so many times. She's like, really, Cal? You don't know me, Cal. Cal. <laughs> find herself a new man who knows who she is. You know what? Cal was actually like silently mumbling, "Angela, are we safe?" And she's like, "No, boo, we not. <laughs> we not. <laughs> we not. Boo, I can't move. I'm knocked out." Technically not, but she's like, I literally can't move. Like, I might as well be knocked out. I'm so nervous. He cannot read. And I think after this, oh, 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 Mm -hmm. are we here? Mm -hmm. No, yeah, we're introduced to Will's lover, Nelson. Boo. Nelson. Boo. AKA. Boo. Motherfucking Captain. Captain Metropolis. (sighs) Captain Metropolis. We also called this. We did. Because the beginning of the series, when they're in the farmhouse for the 7th Calvary, there's a picture we see later with Captain Metropolis and he's holding this black kid and there's a white woman in the background. And we're like, this is extremely racist. And I think I mentioned that in the books, Captain Metropolis was pretty racist. And yeah. he mentioned one of his issues was black unrest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, we, and there's a literal yes. quote. Yeah, sorry. I was try- not oh, trying no, to steal no, your thought. No, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then later on quote. he says, we'll get to this as well. Later he says, I don't want to involve myself with black unrest. So he... Just, I you know, I was about, about to say a really first. dirty and rude joke, but I will save it for when it's more appropriate. No, please tell us. Motherfucking black unrest. I just, I just think there's a lot to be said. There's a lot a to lot be to said unpack. in reality of just like people's experiences, especially when you're dealing with um, gay black men who are dealing with white men and how often, evidently, some people run into bigots who are fetishizing black bodies. Like the dude who lit the Molotov says... When he runs back into, we didn't hear it the first time we watched it, we heard it the second time when he runs back into Will and he offers him a steak. And he's like, but from what I hear about you boys, you got plenty of meat to satisfy. I thought he was going to try to kill him. Oh, who Will? When he said that? No, the 
the owner of the meat packing place. No, but he was but he was saying what was totally the propaganda of the time and still to this oh, day okay, it's okay. black people being over sexualized all the way down to in the medical books. Like they were saying in books that here are receipts fake receipts, false receipts, that, oh, black women are more sexually provocative and just everything that comes with being a fetish, that you're more sexually inclined. And so stuff like that was used to explain away rape. Like the Jezebel stereotype. Well, not even even the Jezebel stereotype. That's literally what they used to explain rape. So a white man cannot rape a black woman when the black woman was enticing him by just existing and being her oversexed self. But that was the sentiment. And this is stuff that was actually used to oppress and justify people's death people going to jail yeah this is around since slavery and these literally since yeah. slavery ever since the bigots were like what are the most ridiculous How stereotypes you can come up with these people hmm. i see ridiculous stereotypes because one of those is laziness and i'm like how do you refer to a whole group of people as lazy who were slaves for yes. four centuries you can't have people doing your fucking farming and then you decide that oh these workers that we've worked actually with slavery and degradation and dehumanization are lazy now that we've set them free. Like that is, to me, when I think about that, it is the most absurd concept that happens. I've had a few academics or heard a few academics talk about it because they've talked about the still current day anxiety for modern black people to be thought of as lazy. And it has its root back in that insanity and slavery, even though there's never any evidence. And even if a black person was like, my whole damn life, I'm not going to work. I would say that their ancestors paid it the fuck forward. I would say that if you want to not work your whole goddamn life and working is kind of weird anyway, given how capitalism is set up, then that's what you're supposed to do. And every black person earned that shit. Plenty of work was done in years past. So that was my rant. I'm done. But you know what? One. There's a lot of racism in this episode, guys. So I'm sorry that I'm yelling a lot, but I can't yeah, help 1938. it. 1938s. I can't help a it. A lot of material for that. Also, it's 1238. AM, we're in the studio. Hard <laughs> workers. Working women. We are working women. We're working, working for hard. you. <laughs> and I love that June isn't filling the captain straight away. And she actually read him to Phil because he's there trying to be like, oh, I don't know. I'm representing this guy who like has this group and they want to do justice. And really, it's not going to work without you. And we think that you know who Hooded Justice is because we did our little data cross section, cross section. And we think a cop is giving him beat. information and it's you. Remember when he comes in, so Captain Metropolis walked, well, Norman, I think, if I remember correctly. Nelson? Norman? Nelson. Nelson. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Nelson comes in, who is Captain Metropolis, and he says, oh, I just had to talk to your husband. She sits right down, seat at the table, (laughs) empowered. Yes, June! Everyone, seat at the table. She's like, oh, were you expecting me to listen to you as Um, if your word matters? And she reads him to Phil immediately, because after he makes that that assertion or that suggestion that, oh, go talk to your friend who did justice. She literally laughs and is like, ah, ah. So is this captain uh, blonde and about your height and shit? But he's <laughs> like, oh, um. <laughs> a classy read. Classy read. And they were basically flirting in these last lines. I mean, they is a harsh term because Will was touch. like accepting the flirt. But what Nelson was doing was what I imagine a lot of just people do queer people like you sense the vibes like he was sitting real close to him he was like yeah yeah that adjusted. but also you can't be open with your sexuality in 1938 no no i'm not saying open but i just think that there's ways to sense vibes within people oh, some people okay. call it the gay dar other people call it other things but i just mean like where a way a person looks at you or something if you are 
more sensitive or aware to what those cues are, you will find them. And that's how queer people can find each other, you know, just like without saying it because a look was shared. Mm. And um, so that's, to me, that's what happened because he was sharing a look and he dropped a flirt where he was like, well, make sure you tell him that, you know, Hooded Justice has a very, very big admirer and captain and the captain. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, that's a flirt. That's a flirt. You should read romance novels. And he's catching the vibes. It was very dramatic how you... Describe that circumstance. Thank you. Um, <laughs> put that on my reel for audiobooks, please. Resume. So, I mean, that's, I didn't really pick up on the flirtation per se. Like, I thought like, oh, this is interesting. But through the second watch, I was like, no, he's blatantly flirting with him. That's what that was. And that's why June is in a quarter like, mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get away from my man <laughs> <laughs> but that's what Will does they literally cut from Will talking to June and her saying no and the very next scene is the captain going yes 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 <laughs> yes and uh, he's getting his back blown out and by we see Will. the picture oh we see that picture mentioned earlier yep yep where I think they hide the film you looked for the camera we did not see a camera hole or anything it'd that probably indicated. be big in 1938 as well it would Whenever. be hard to hide. Whenever spy technology. Right. Maybe just the tapestry, you can see through it enough with like press yeah, to sure. it. Yeah, I'm not Sometimes, like, you know, you can look through a sheet and you can see through it. Oh, yeah, I see. The, but maybe I think the he's film will like just that. behind that, not a camera. I don't know what the camera would be. It'd be pretty big. I don't know. You never but know. But he has the tape you somewhere. He has it somewhere. It, it might come in afterwards because when he mentions he wants to put on the mask next time, we see in the story. That's right, when he wants to hair role story, play. Right. That is dramatized. So I think that happens later on. But we do know that he's recording these sessions. This is what he does. Uh, disturbing, he's disturbing, the disturbing. Worst. The, and where's what about the consent, bro? But you're living your whole life out, so I'm not surprised. But also, Hooded Justice has done some pretty shady things. Or will do shady things. Captain Metropolis and Hooded Justice vote out a lesbian member of the Minutemen. Mm-hmm. And she was later murdered. Well, it seems like internalized homophobia was thriving yeah. with these two. The thriving. Novel. Yeah. Bursting from the seams. And it, it's going to lead to shitty behavior. I mean, honestly, how else can Will explain being involved with those motherfuckers for 10 years after they played him in that very first press conference? It, because he didn't leave then? Yeah, you just segue to Matrop uh, with Moloch. Right. And it's like, okay, so uh, they get you to join after, well, the back blown out. And you decide to go there and do that. And they play you while you think you're going to do something good for justice and be like, well, I've, I'm covering a conspiracy. Yeah, I'm going to shut down this organization. And they're like, oh, chill. Actually, killing people. Yeah. Moloch. And look at this racist poster that we just endorsed. <laughs> and, and you still fucked him, Will. So that is a whole bunch of internalized misogyny, or excuse me, internalized homophobia, a bunch of internalized self-hate in a certain mm-hmm. kind of way, not wanting to deal with his blackness, perhaps, because it was easier to wear that hood. And I th- that's where I think June had some accuracy, where she was like, you love to wear that thing now. Now you can't take it off because it's part of you. And now I think you're afraid to confront yourself without the mask. Because how, how can you make sense of the person that you are now? How? You Will? All that anger. Will? Yeah, also with all the internalized things going on, just feeding into that anger of I can't express Mm -hmm. who I actually am. I have to live this double life. Like, we don't know if he's bi. Like, we're not sure if he's closeted. Hashtag toxic masculinity. Because this is where therapy and talking would come into play. But again, like we said, 1938, none of that is going to be suggested. Zero. Zero. You know, just deal with it or just walk it off, which is unfortunate. (laughs) 
And even when Will asked the dude, oh, what about the rest of the team? Do they care if I'm black? And he was like, hell yeah, they do that. We are not. They're, I'm the only look, tolerant one I'm here. the only bigot that likes to fuck black people. The rest of them just want you to <laughs> just hurt like you. Hide your face, so hide please. your face, hide your skin, hide everything. Never Wear the mask at all times. And it's fine. It's totally fine. It's fine. Totally fine. Be you, but not the real you, okay? Be you, but not at all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and Will was like, oh, okay, I, okay, I, yeah, yes. okay, yeah. I guess we're solving crimes. And, uh, and then from there, we literally cut to fucking... Will in bed with June, who is annoyed at Captain Metropolis and saying that he's being used, which she's not wrong. And they have that little reminisce about how he found her in the grass. And that's when we're yes. able to confirm found out that she, she is was. the little baby she's from the alive. grass. Yeah. And I just want to point out that um, in this part where we also get some scenes from Will and he's like applying his fucking um, alabaster makeup around his eyes to do his vigilante work we have the song playing in the background we three and in parentheses the song title would have my echo my shadow and me also by the ink spots and uh, as i said to you when we were watching i thought it was an interesting choice of a song because of the actual words of like a split person and um a good correlation to that would be in films and movies when they use mirrors and he kind of was in front of a mirror to like give an analogy towards this is a person who is having a split or is multiple people at once. So there's multiple sides of them that are now showing themselves in the film. And that to me is Will. Will the gay guy and the vigilante. Will the cop. Will the husband and lover, the dad. But none of those three things are really aligning together at all. Like all three of those things are in direct opposition to the other. And the fact that he was just dealing with these persons inside of him and maybe shuffling them around like roulette oh right now i'm hooded justice okay and maybe i do want to bang back here <laughs> and right now i'm the husband I'm, I'm the loving husband and father and whatever and oh now i'm a cop justice justice follow the law but bitch you're not doing any of those things well like you're kind of failing <laughs> yes family ends up falling all apart right he she left him pursue what he really wants to so to justice right He's pursuing d-list villains like malik Right, and, he's and you're not incompetent. actually giving justice to people who desperately need it, which is your kinfolk in this time, because you have co-signed what your lover, your booty call, has said, which really is just internalizing self-hate, and none of that is good. Which is why I'm like, June, get the fuck back to Tulsa. And I know we're jumping ahead, but when she was like, "Oh, we gotta go, we gotta go back to Tulsa," you all the way fucked up. And he was like, "I'm not going anywhere." And I love. She was like. <laughs> Bitch, I wasn't talking to you. I said me. Me and Us. my son. We. We are trying to Tulsa. <laughs> not you. Have you. Fun. Not you. Not you. We. It was so sad because she says, I think when Metropolis was there, maybe afterwards, she says, don't you ever make me start over again? And what does he do? He lets his anger take control of him. Right. Becomes a totally different person. And she feels like she does have to start over again in Tulsa. Right. And somehow Angela is born in Vietnam. So right. when right. does she actually go right. to Vietnam? I, we shall see. We shall see. And uh, I know I was about to get back to our little argument we were having about what does the last scene mean? But we'll get there. We have a couple more things to go through. I know. But also I want to discuss how Will is applying his foundation <laughs> expertly. Drop the tutorial, sis. The YouTube beauty gurus are shaking. Somebody get Will a job at Sephora. Get him a palette. Stop being a vigilante and just go work in the <laughs> foundation. <in a> <laughs> check. Escalated check. And um, after that, are we at the Capitol Theater? That's right. Where the mesmerism, mesmerism, yes. Mesmerism, yep. The technology is being used and he arrives and cops are like arresting black people. And there seem to be dead and injured black people everywhere, which, oh, great. More fun imagery in this show. And Will arrives and he's trying to figure out what's going on. 
And one cop says some shit like, oh, well, you know what always happens with them. And he says, oh, and it's like, you know mm, how to speak with them. Mm, we're all speaking English mm, here. Mm, right. Yeah. Mm. Double. Ooh, double, ooh, yikes, double, double, yikes, double yikes. Double yikes. Double yikes. Triple yikes. <laughs> and so he goes in there and he finds a woman who is still alive and she's distraught. Crying. Yeah, she's crying. And he asks her to if she can explain what's going on. She's we like, can I assume really can. that she killed everyone. You think she did it all by herself? Now, mm. I support this theory because it's misandry and you're suddenly telling me she has superhuman strength that she stopped everybody. No, I no, thought no. it was to make everyone go insane in the room. Well, and no, she lied. I, no, no, I'm just saying that she killed some people. But oh, for sure. Yeah, for other sure. people are also sure. being controlled by this as well. Like, it just seemed like it was a chaos maker. I don't know if she made it through. She found out the stuff she was made of, the metal. She probably thought like, oh, I don't even know if I could survive a thing. And then she got the command to kill. And suddenly she became Xena Warrior Princess because she was alive. A lot of bodies were on the ground and she was right not. Right in front of so her. So whatever skills she displayed when the video yeah, what came on. Yeah, she have some karate? Impressive, impressive. I know she's traumatized, but I'm still impressed by the fact that <laughs> she is still alive. Self-defense, very right? important. And so she's basically like, bitch, I don't know. I am so fucked she's up right crying. now. Like, oh my God, I hurt people. Other people hurt people. It's I because we watched the video. Lights. Oh, thanks for the epilepsy warning. HBO ep 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 epilepsy. Um, which if you guys don't know what that's a reference to, it's an episode of Flight of the Concords where they are they write a song because they have a band that is supposed to help raise money for dogs with epilepsy. And <laughs> what? in the episode, you find out they don't really understand what epilepsy is because they start out singing this song, and I'm gonna show you when we're done. And it's like an acoustic, like, you know, singing about the epileptic dogs. And it's like real sweet. And then when they get to like the middle part, they break it down like a remix, and they're like, ep 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 epileptic. And so all this <gasps> light, they're like, oh no, the lights the start flashing, and you hear the dogs, <laughs> and it's a series. All the dogs that came for the benefit have oh my seizures. God. It's a total shit show. <laughs> yeah. What a mess. So HBO was like, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Let's give an epilepsy warning. And they did. And yeah, because those flashing lights were super annoying and intense. And that's the stuff. The mesmerism that Cyclops is working on. Now, are we thinking they're called Cyclops because of that stupid symbol they do? Or because they got people watching through the all-knowing eye to destroy themselves? I honestly have no idea. It's not like Southern Calvary where we can kind of deuce. Right. But I like what you said about it. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks. No problem. <laughs> and so, Will, wait, wait. Does, he, does he follow or does he call Metropolis first about this? Where Metropolis is like, no, bitch, you're on your own. He, I think he follows the projector. He guy follows out them a little bit and then the he calls room. Metropolis. So I guess the right? warehouse is near the theater. Which is annoying. Because right? Oh, because there's a guy. When he is talking to the woman, there's a, a guy holding like the yeah, projector who thing who side. walks out like he's taking it. And he has the hood on him. He puts the hood on himself, but he's still wearing his outfit at that point. He's still wearing the cop outfit, which is like, mm. is it, ooh, people, they're limited in amount of He cops. doesn't really think everything through. Um, but also fully. everyone who saw him was murdered. But also it'd be, <laughs> it'd be suspicious if he went into the theater, disappeared, and then Hood of Justice suddenly killed people. Right, right, right. No, no. That's true. That's true. Are people going to know? So after he follows and tails to a relatively close location, he calls Metropolis to be like, yo, bro, um, help. <laughs> Help me. I've helped you capture a lot of losers and get famous and get your little sponsorships. And this whole entire time, I've just been wanting to try to get justice for black people. So maybe you could help me because there's fucked up shit going on here where they're hypnotizing black people to kill each other. And it's really fucked up. And basically, I feel like Metropolis was like, 
uh, new phone, who dis? Unless you're coming for a booty call. <laughs> Are you coming for a booty call? I'm sorry, I don't, I don't. Don't I call me before um, 10 p.m. I, I, I don't deal with uh, the black stuff. That's not. Um, and then he says the black unrest. Which right. It the black- was, which was said in the graphic novel. <laughs> right. And I, like, I right. knew this guy was bad news. Bad news. I thought it was a dream sequence or something at first because I didn't want to believe it. But then. No, he's that bad. From the graphic novel. I was like, shitty. yeah, this is the guy that we saw. To me, that's that same. That's that same slave owner energy. Where I can dehumanize you, but I still want to have sex with you. Yeah, like that's not a compliment. Well, it's not a compliment. He don't love you. He just a power. That's he all. Love you. Okay. Do you think that he's Cyclops? Because when he mentioned black unrest, which is what Cyclops is trying to cause, kind of had alarms going off. Kind of like Keen, where he says one thing and I don't then flips know. it over. I, I think Cyclops is either is either a big bad or the group, and they do that symbol that kind of looks like an eye that was on the book. And the mesmerism and all that stuff. So one or the other. So, I'm not sure. So you don't think Metropolis is Cyclops? I say it's either someone a big bad like Metropolis or just like the symbol that was on all their shit, which is like the eye. And so just the group and just who they are infiltrating kind of like Seventh Calvary because they were not always wearing hoods, but still being like, hey, we're adjacent to white supremacy and we're doing shitty things this time. We're going to use technology. It's like, were you guys getting ideas from the Nazis? Because where did that even come from? Yeah. Do you think we're going to get information on who came up with this mesmerism? Adrian? No. <laughs> oh, oh that'd be, that'd random, be a twist. Random, Maybe. random toss. I don't know. That's not a bad idea. It's not out of the realm of consideration, I suppose. Also, something I noticed is you see the rebranding of the KKK throughout time periods. Where you have KKK, then that fell out of favor. Then you switch to Cyclops. And then in the... I think it's based in 2019. You Seven get Calvary. Seven Calvary. Right. So these racist ideas propagate through generations and it's just a rebrand when one becomes unpopular so these groups i think will always exist but when one falls out of favor it's oh we're not we're not this group we don't have their ideas we're different right. we have our own goals but it's but, the same but thing. we're the same yeah because that was actually my uncle running the old chapter ah! <laughs> this is my chapter though. i'm doing my own but, thing like, we're not similar except in all the ways and I actually love the following scene after this because Will has been a whole ass fool, and I guess sometimes when it's when it's good, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how to explain that because I, I will never have the energy of like, let me sleep with someone who hates me. I can't do that. Won't support me. But uh, it's like to add insult to injury after Captain is like, um, no. Also, but I, we could still, we could still bang, we could still fuck. You want to come over? For yeah, a drink? my mask. And <sighs> reduced to that, just reduced to what he can give, and then he's done with on the phone call, and he looks out and sees that bigot. Who was like his first arrest? Who's like, hey, there. hey, you. Nice to see you again. <laughs> Doesn't trash, recognize him though. Trash, trash, trash. And I think this is great because clearly he's like, if there was any reminder that your whole shit that you've been on is is a farce, is um, bullshit, it's this right here. Because you started off on this new minute men on some bullshit. You knew it was bullshit right away, yet you still fucked with them. And then you actually called them for this when you know they're not about that life. And then you got to be faced face to face with the person who was one of your first callers who wasn't a caller because unjustness and racism. And now here it's all in your face. That's why dude had to die. Will snapped. He was like, oh, my booty call is a racist and I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> he destroyed the phone first. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I mean, he needed to get some of that anger out. I, what did I scream? I was like, kill him. I think I was like yelling, murder him, Will. He was so dislikable. I was so it upset. Really, I wasn't too upset. Captain Metropolis is a total fucking Awful. piece of shit. Yeah, there's nothing else to say. He's almost used... No, he has usurped Judd. Because at least Judd oh, had a piece ooh. of charm. But Metropolis is a big... What about Looking Glass? Do you still... Looking Glass is still on my shit list. He did not redeem himself. <laughs> we didn't even see him this whole episode. Yeah. Fuck him. 
And obviously he wasn't at the precinct. He didn't even come by to say hi to Angela. Loser. <laughs> Angela, I'm really sorry that you're in this predicament, Angela. I'm really sorry you took all these pills, Angela. I just need you to know that I was trying to protect you and your kids. No! We get none of that from Looking Glass. So if you're trying to ask me, am I over Looking Glass? Being a bitch? Uh, no. No, Nicole, I'm not. And so okay, dude had to die because he was taunting him, saying all kinds of racial slurs. Like, what? You all look the same. Blah, blah, blah. Excuse me? Sir. Let me give you a steak. I'm going to give you some meat. But from what I've heard about your kind, you have more than enough meat Girl, satisfying boo. her. Like, fuck out of here. And then he gets got. And I was like, oh, fantastic. Pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. But like, big shotgun shots. And I said to you that even though I was happy he got dead, I would have been on my virus. A T- smart all those motherfuckers. Murder. Found a hole and kept him there. Till this day. Like, Angela gets okay from the pills. She calms down, thanks to Lady True. And she's like, well, whatever happened to those motherfuckers? Like, I couldn't see my memory what you did with them. Are they still in the hole? Yeah, they still in the hole. <laughs> They're still there. <laughs> I've kept them alive just to suffer. So that would be my energy with those So I'll bigots. never go on your bad side because I could end up in a hole. Yeah, but you're black. You're not a bigot. I don't think I could find that much anger and rage for, That's you know, good to hear. just regular shit. I will not disappear into a hole. Don't, you won't. If I ever disappear, please, first you won't. If you're suspect. a racist, a racist person and you come you. near me, watch <laughs> out. I don't know. I can't be held accountable. <laughs> I would be like Chicago. It wasn't until I was wiping the blood from my hands that I even knew. Oh, <laughs> your honor. I was so distressed. I had a mental, a mental break. It's not my fault. <laughs> yes. So after Will shoots dude, he goes on a bit of a killing spree. Murder spree. Turns into anti-Bass Reeves. Anti-Bass Reeves for real, Abandonment for Abandonment of values. He's like, fuck Bass Reeves. Fuck what he thought. Fuck his God, system. Fuck everything. Me. Legal system doesn't work correctly. This is the only justice I can get. Also, I'm angry. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, a lot of anger. Be angry. A lot. For and there was a lot to be reasons. angry about. Yeah. Right. Sure. And because, again, he had never dealt with it. Like we said, therapy, half the time's joking, but we're all the time serious that therapy is great and useful and more people should endeavor to do it. Yes. And so he finds the factory, he kills everybody. And the last dude to kill is the main cop who stole his collar. In the very first scene that we see him in his uniform. He popped up so many times in the episode. He did. Something like four times. And this last time I he gets choked out. I didn't want to see him. Well, I, I did want to see him this time because he was, he stopped <laughs> breathing in this scene and that was fun. But we also see him take the projector when he ends up murdering Yes, everyone. which is relevant for the yeah, very, for very, the very, very, very next scene. Very exciting scene. Why don't you uh, take us through it? So, after... We see what happened way back in 1938. We flash. Sorry, real quick. He set the place on fire. He set he the did, place yes. on fire arson. and watched it burn. Full circle arson. <laughs> Full circle arson. That's right. Full we circle arson. We were just arson. screaming arson in the studio and we we're just thinking if someone walks past the room. Like, what the, what, what is going on in there? What are they them? doing? What are they doing? <laughs> is there a fire? Always at this time on Sundays. <laughs> always screaming something crazy. But, oh, but yes, please continue. Yes, we come back to the present day. And we see how Will ended up killing Judd. And he did not lift him up like he said to Angela. Which is a Oh, take. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Before we get there. Okay. We forgot to What's mention that? the son. Because this is officially when June leaves him. Yes, it's very important. Is that he comes back off his murder spree and stuff and stuff and stuff. And finds his little boy who's not so little. Yeah. Looks like he's 10 or 11. 10-year-old. Been a minute. And he's put on his makeup probably because that's the only way he can feel close to his father. Because in the montage, we guessed that they don't spend a lot of time together. That he's either working as a cop or working as Hooded Justice. Yeah, because it was off time from the force. 
It's hood justice. It's hood justice. So there's and, no time for the kid. Right. And the, the only way the kid maybe feels like he can feel close to his dad or know his dad is to dress like him and be like him. And the mother gets that because she's the one spending all the time with him. But he's just like, ah, no, no. Oh, also no. the connection to when he was getting ducked into the forest, he says to the other guy, hey, I want to be like you. And the guy's like, no, don't do this. Oh my god. And goodness. then it's coming around again yes, that his son says, hey, circle, I'm being with you. Right, but then he right. sees what it's like to be like him. And he's like, no, he just says, like the lieutenant. Yeah. He's like, no, bitch, no, no. Such smart no. writing. Symbolism. Symbolism. And we love it on this show. We love to see it. And so he's a little too rough with the boy. Like, I mean, for someone who is never around, Will, your parenting skills are horrible. You should have <laughs> sat the little boy down. You should have been tender with a napkin. He snatches him up. What snatches are you doing? Him up, rips him to the bathroom and like, looks like he was rough. Like, it was a damp. Like, you just smeared the show on yeah, his face. Like that shit probably what hurt. What are you doing? And she's like, okay, this is abuse. Get off my child. Matter of fact, <laughs> we leaving. We out this bitch. And uh, June, that's what you deserve. You deserve better, girl. Get out of there. Will is on his fuck we shit. still support you. And being a whole ass bitch in terms of like a dad, in terms, you know, taking care of his son, raising him up in the way she goes. So no, fuck him. Yeah. yeah. Definitely I mean, last chance. Sorry, Will, but you Alan. Yeah. When she saw that his values were gone and he promised her, I will not do anything to make you leave. And when she saw, right. yes, this is the thing that he broke his promise. He's just past what I can handle. Just takes her kid and, go- and leaves, which... Is what anyone Which should is do when because she abusive. stayed with his fuck shit with um yeah. fucking the captain. I feel like she probably knew. And she was just like, whatever. And you asked if he was bisexual. And it'll be curious to see what they yeah, say about know. that. Yep. Is he bisexual? Is he gay? And was he in this relationship? We don't know. Down low. We don't know. But it's interesting that she was willing to take a lot from him. Because early on in the scenes, they give us indications that she is aware of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it takes 10 years, 11 years for her to be like, okay. I've had enough. I've and had it enough. looks like it's it potentially was what it is for a lot of women where it's like maybe I can take this abuse. I can take this forgetfulness. I can take this neglectfulness. But now that I'm seeing this abuse and neglectfulness on my child, yes. I'm done. So excuse me. I have to save this little one and go do us and make sure we're healthy and good. So we're leaving. We're going back to Tulsa. And again, he was like, oh, we. I'm not going anywhere. She's like, no, you're not. <laughs> me. <laughs> we. We, bitch. And he was just there left on red. Underlined. Like, yeah, he was left on red, just quiet. Bold. Like, oh, shit. Oh, right. Okay. I messed up. Right. I fucked up. And then he sits down, gets even angrier <laughs> at himself. As he should. Yeah. And now, 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 we are to judge. Can Please. I get- yes. Okay. Do it. So we see that happen where his wife and his kid leave him. We come back to the present day and we see what happened to Judd. And what happened to Judd was not what we'll explain to Sister Knight. Mm -mm. So he did set down the trap to pop his tires. Right. Judd walks out. He sees Will in a wheelchair. I feel like anyone would just talk to someone randomly sitting there. (laughs) (laughs) Just be very weird. And then he's talking to him. Um, I forget what he says. Um, Oh, wait a minute. Um, Shit. I don't remember exactly what Will says, but he starts to provocate about like him being a racist fuck. And that's when oh, Judd yeah, is like, about his father. Oh, wait, I'm trying to, I'm fucking trying to help you people. And I'm like, bitch, you, you just wrote your death sentence. You signed it. You wrote it and you signed it because that's not what you say when you're trying to argue how you're not a bigot. But the important part, we see the technology used in the projectors in the theater that cause, um, in a fucking all- flashlight. Yes. 
caused Lady the True? unrest earlier. Lady unrest True. in Metropolis's words. Lady yes, True. Lady True. Lady True. Either he adapted technology or I'm thinking that she definitely did it because she has that knowledge. She made a portable mesmerizer and girl. <laughs> Lady True, I stand. I continue to stand. Lady True, a.k.a. Lady Spock, my favorite. Just a visionary. True visionary. Actual visionary. So she brings, sorry, Will brings Judd to the tree, which bears similarities to the tree in New York City. That we saw he was hanging. We on thought it for was fun. the same, and they were yeah, like, "It's not like, the same. It's a different no, state. It's, it's a different state. Tulsa. Same tree." Also, the tweet when we talked about, "Oh, maybe he's hanging him from the from the same tree," and that's Judd's father. Probably not, because I'm assuming Judd was born in Oklahoma, so that's right. A hot take. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we're used to that. But he hangs him up. He says, "No, he doesn't hang him up. He says you're going to hang yourself." And oh, I don't know if this is actually before or after that line, but I just wanted to note it when. There's some continued exchange and Will's basically like, I know, I see you, you bigot. You got a fucking KKK outfit in your closet. And Judd responds something like, you don't know me. And he's like, oh, but don't I? And he makes a statement that's like, um, I guess I'm going to have to paraphrase, where he's basically like, if you're not ashamed of yeah, this. Yeah, why are you hiding it? Why are you hiding it? And I'm just like, oh, hot take for bigotry. Read him. Hot take Read for him. bigotry. Yeah. Read his ass to Phil. He didn't have an answer. He had a half smirk. And I'm like, that's why you're going to die, bitch. That's why you're going to die yeah, right now. Bring it to the light. And Will is like, exactly. Let me turn on my flashlight. Sprinkle, sprinkle, sprinkle. <laughs> Get up there. Flash, flash, flash. <laughs> Get up there. Hang yourself. Hang yourself. And I like that I have the idea that it seems like with this mesmer shit that you have to do it. But consciously, like the woman in the theater, you know that you don't want to be doing it. Yeah. So how excellent for Judd to go down that way. But I'm Hanging himself and I want to do it. How Will actually got into the house to see the outfit. We never... We were speculating that one of those cops that was fucking with Will was related to Judd, like his dad or something of that nature. But I said that wasn't true anymore because they're in Tulsa now. Or maybe it's like international. Right, we don't know yeah. because there's no oh. way to say that the cops, that he didn't have a cop serve elsewhere. I mean, we have no idea, but I... I'm just not ready to, I mean, I don't want to put the clown makeup all the way on, but <laughs> I mean, it's already on from last week. It's, hey, we're, we're I watched some it. of it off. We a have a bit. makeup wipe right now. We're rubbing it. Forehead is clear right No, now. I'm being more aggressive. I'm like Will with his son. Get this clown makeup <laughs> off. I had great predictions Exfoliate. this episode. <laughs> oh, so I think I have an answer to the question I just asked. At the beginning when he's in their hideout and he takes their maps, it shows where the other... <gasps> departments are yes. groups are okay so he does know right. the people involved right so maybe he the made his mission of, to travel around the u.s and just kill these people i'm not sure but he no, would you're right. know you're right or he might i'm assuming he would I can know forgot who we saw that map when he when he got into yeah, the, I just the thing and killed everybody about before it. he burned it down he took all that shit yeah so he still has it and he has it in his folder with the cyclops oh my god sorry new hot take oh i'm ready there's nothing to suggest, unless we find out Lady True is like immortal or just like 100 years old, that she invented this mesmer technology at this time. But somehow through Will, she gets her hands on it, refines it, changes it, maybe makes it better. I don't know. Because that's totally, I mean, the time and space, like there is some sort of window where Will gets that. He gets all the books. He gets all the stuff. Who knows where it originated from? We were theorizing Adrian or somebody else, potentially already in the canon. And then however he meets Lady True, okay, I'm going to go out on a limb. Vietnam. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. How old do you Has think to be, he because is? Because that's where, that's where Sister Knight is born. How old do you think Lady True is right now? 30 something? 
I think if anyone has the key to true exfoliation, it's Lady True. She's 90. <laughs> so she could be having the melanin blessings and looking like she's she's 25 to 35 when she's actually 105 like Will. So I'm not sure. She yeah, could be as old as Will. When they would meet. Right, right. Because I'm I don't I don't get the maybe she's looked this way the, the entire time. Like maybe Lady True is even older. Maybe she's 200 years old. I have nothing to <laughs> say about Lady True except that I stand. And um even though she's weird, I like it. Because we know Lady True is trying to upend a paradigm and the way the world is working and the world still seems pretty bigoted and fucked up and sexist. So for whatever she believes needs to happen, she's like the origin of this is of this story is happening in Oklahoma. And is obviously, well maybe not obviously, but I think working in direct opposition to the other plan, which is the plan that Joe's on, the plan that Keen is on, the plan that those asshole cops in the flashback were on. And she had a quote that she was known for that was, quote, I'd like to ride storms, kill sharks in the open sea, drive out the aggressors, reconquer the country, undo the ties of serfdom, and never bend my back to be a concubine of whatever man. A <laughs> whatever. whole mood. A whole mood. That's the mood for the rest Walk of my life. Walk into the workplace. <laughs> I, I can be a concubine. That, like, that could be a tattoo. <laughs> You're like, people are like, what is that? It's the words of Lady True. <laughs> Get to know her. And they have never been more true. She said this in year three. <laughs> and it's so good day. But year three? No, no, no. She said it in the year 225. Oh, so I mean, I mean, not in that year, but really in that away. window yeah, of two twenty five to yeah. forty eight. That's still pretty wild. And I can't tell this day. So she's a badass, and just from where the name is coming from, and Lindelof, and all of his Easter eggs, and what he's doing, I'm gonna say that Lady True is not gonna disappoint me ultimately. The way Keen and Looking Glass have, and I said like I'm me so over trying Keen to stand me. straight white men. That's insane. And so <laughs> I never stand them. I just said, maybe cool. Maybe they could be cool. And then very quickly, very quickly, the show was like, bitch. <laughs> Skirt. Skirt. <laughs> uh, here you go. Here's the makeup. Please apply. Here's a clown nose over here. <laughs> Take your time. It's loud. It squeaks. Put it on. <laughs> <sighs> also, a really out there hot take that I don't think is real at all. I'm just, I just have to say it. Just say it. Do it. Maybe they found, I don't know who this would be, DNA from Lady True when she's mummified. I don't know practices in ancient Vietnam and that's how they made this lady true she's a clone or something and their daughter's a clone which right, is a real right. stretch but I don't know why she would just name herself lady true like did she change her name to lady true just a nickname right so if she changed her name to that it's either how she sees herself or how her parents saw her or something yeah right and so it's just it's I stuff we won't know until all the three episodes that are left are done, but... I can't believe we only have three more episodes left. Me either. It feels it's like it's so not fast. right. They better do a season two. I know they said, oh, we don't know. You know. Just yeah. know it. Bigelow know it in your heart. An extra season. They should get one too. Yes. Oh, we get the fucking previews after Judd hangs himself and the previews look wild. Yes. Do they ever look calm? I feel like it's always a wild ride. Which, by the way, the song that's playing uh, when we go to the end of the episode into previews is called Living in the Past by which another apropos song for the end of the episode and of the things we saw we saw that thankfully although i had no doubt really that angela is back thanks to lady true and her spa of incredible what if she's essential oil arm essential oils because <laughs> of what you said last episode you're like fucking essential oils don't do anything <laughs> i get my warning and lady true was like excuse me they do uh Get this through your pores. But Angela seems awake. She seems okay. She seems like she still has her mind, but is still suffering things like waves, aftershocks of what the nostalgia did. She's um, sweating. Yeah. Yeah. She literal sweat. It's, oh, poor dear. 
I feel like we saw an explosion. I don't know what was happening with that explosion. Where was the explosion? Oh, I don't There's know. There's just it was so just much fire. happening. It was fire. Yeah, it during was the last fire. Scene. So I'm like, I don't know where it was. I don't know who, what was happening or anything. Did we see Lori in the preview? I don't think so. I feel like we did, but I could we probably did. It was just so many cuts. We Do didn't see Petey. We didn't see Pyrogeny. <laughs> A crime. Freaking Pyrogeny. The biggest Pyrogeny stands on the internet right here. We are, actually, and we deserve better. Because <laughs> where's Pyrogeny? Two episodes? Really? Two episodes. Did you see the she 3D print more. place on her face? We need to be too able to see that. Too fashionable to be in the background. Way too fashionable. Mm. So, actually, I just remembered what the other big thing was in preview. The Clone Wars! Motherfucking Adrian is going to court with 87,000 clones. Yeah, A whole bunch of Crookshanks and Phillips. And we're like, what? Are they the jury? Suddenly, all my theories are really fucked up. Like, they're really, really fucked up. Because who was cloning them? Why are there so many? At first, I was like, Adrian, you're a fucking evil bastard killing like three dozen. But it looks like there's at least eight dozen in the courtroom. And I'm like, were they elsewhere on the property? Yeah, because he kills all, some of them. A lot of them. Did he just make more? Are they making each other? Do they make themselves? Ooh. In their dimension. I'm looking at you like, give me the answers, Nicole. Is I am the writer secretly. And so that should be interesting. We don't know what the fuck. Are we going to get answers, really? Are we Are we going to know who put him the fuck in there? What Who's responsible the for the clothes? punishment going to be? What is the punishment, right? He's definitely going to be found guilty because they, they know what he's doing. But I wonder if we'll see Lady True pop in. It's suddenly very scary. And I say that Scarious because... and... If you're Adrian. You're scared for him? Okay. Because when it's one or two clones that seem just completely ignorant to everything like what do we do to horseshoe that's not intimidating especially when you have a mind like adrian but when there's 80 of them to 100 200 300 and they're all looking at they you with some sort of trial. issue like you're on trial sir like you can't control that you can't stop them from hurting you because it'll be too many it's like roaches like yeah they're like just grown adults right right so it doesn't matter if they don't know what to do with the damn horseshoe they know how to kill Clearly, they're holding you responsible for the bison, like for shooting their compatriots out into the and making shroud a of the moon message. on Jupiter. We don't know. We don't know. Do you think maybe the game master is cloning himself? And maybe his wife or someone special to him? That's fucked up. Because if the game master is cloning himself, why do you want to see yourself dead that many times? Or your wife, you fucking asshole. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. I would just be like, what are men? Because what? that would be such a weird thing to do. Yeah, I'm cloning me to die all these times. Like... That just seems like a tragic play. I'm just filleted (laughs) in act one. Existential crisis waiting to happen. (laughs) I didn't really have a favorite line this episode. I mean, if I have to pick one, I might as well just pick Wills. I don't know if you have one. Um, I wrote some down. I think I'm going to do the quote from Bass Reeves. You know, it's a previous episode when it's narrated again, because I think that'll follow us through the rest of the season with Angela. Just will you stick to your values? You have a plan, Rob. In your closet. Mm-hmm. My granddad's. Oh, that's I have a, a good right quote. to keep it. It's my legacy. Mm-hmm. You're so proud of your legacy. Why do you hide it? Why do you hide it? Leave Judd on red before he dies. He's like, bitch, I burn, ooh, bitch, you burn. got me. Bitch, you got me. Can and you let do me an smirk. air horn. But seriously, yeah. That that whole exchange, I just feel like it's so meaty for all of the levels of insight that you can have into it for Judd and Will, realistically, for society then, for society now, for a whole many things, a whole lot of things. It's just really, really very good. I hope it made a lot of people think. And now we will go to your favorite line. Oh, can you do the one actually where he tells her to leave? 
um, Metropolis asks if she can leave the room, and she's like, oh, is that no. what you want? Yeah. Okay. I'm so glad to see I feel you like come. she's gonna come back. You're like fuck morality with Bass Reeves. Yeah, Let me we go to Petty. see our icon. This is my wife. Look at that Judy. handshake. That was Mr. fucking Reeves. gay. Mm. Oh my god. No, no, I'm serious. Look, look, look. Pay attention. Look at the body language. Hand. Look at the body language. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's the little cues that you can give someone. Uh, this is lingering my wife, handshake. Oh, yeah, that was gay. Connection. If you don't mind excusing us, right. hoping to discuss some business with your oh. husband. Oh. <laughs> okay, that is her line. She uh, got if, her seat if you, at the if table. If you wouldn't mind excusing us, uh, we have to discuss some business. It's Ooh, not really business. for the ears of women. You know, it's delicate. You know, it's very delicate sensibilities you have. And she's like, oh, Trump business. Is. My fucking favorite she bitch. Pulls up her Excuse seat. Me. Let me get my drink. <laughs> ready for you whenever you're ready. This is encouragement for your work week, y'all. <laughs> Sit at the table. Exactly. Always get your seat at the table. And that concludes uh, this episode. Episode motherfucking... Yes, six, that meaty six episode. Watchmen. Oh, so meaty. Like, wow. So excited for next week. Like always, you can contact us at a Sister Night Pod on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. You can also email us at sisternightpod at gmail.com. Yeah, like if you have intense thoughts about this episode and there's much to be had. I mean, I know we did a lot of yelling, but it's it's, it's, a, it's an infuriating episode, to be <laughs> frank. And we try to tell jokes to get past the shit, but bitches were using the hard R like it was a Tarantino film in this episode. So um, <laughs> we understand if you, too, were bothered by some things or upset and feel free to always vent in our inbox and as well as add your ridiculous theories about what could be happening next. Lady True, what's going to happen next episode? Yes, Lady True theories, Adrian theories. Any, anything. Does Lady True have a clone? <laughs> I just, is she you know. real? Is she also a clone? Oh, yeah, you just said that. Never mind. Yeah, no. we talked about that earlier. I was thinking, we're just on the I same wavelength. Beyond. That's cool. Wrong beyond. That's, beyond. That's the... What we see beyond next episode, place your bets. I say yes. I do too. Because Angela's going to be at the crib and Beyond's going to be back there like, mother, my feet. My feet, I was walking in Vietnam again. And <laughs> Go to bed. like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what I tell you about business. complaining, Beyond? No. <laughs> All right, you guys. Sister Knight. Bye. Peace.